This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien. Let's talk about the economy and the prospects for growth in these uncertain times with Martin Fleming, who is a former chief economist and chief analytics officer for IBM and now holds uh, some research positions. But, you I mean, you've studied the economy most of your life? I have indeed. So where would you say we're at now? Most of us are, you know, worried about retirement funds and day-to-day stock market. But, I mean, in terms of America's position in the world as the leading industrial nation. Is it secure or is it precarious? Well, I'd I'd say probably somewhere in between. There are certainly risks. Uh, There there are threats, certainly. Uh, China, of course, uh, was the world's leading economy for a thousand years, long before the UK, long before the US. They had 150 years of hard times, uh, but now over the past 20 years have really reemerged as a quite powerful force. Uh, Now they're facing risks, uh, as the U.S. is. Um, So we're about to see uh, a new world. And uh, the uh, uh, competition between the U.S. and China will play out uh, in the years ahead. I get the feeling from uh, this book you've written that we need to work on where we're going to end up here if we expect to win. Absolutely. Uh, So in Breakthrough, uh, Growth Revolution, I look at the conditions that are necessary for stronger economic growth, productivity growth in the U.S., as well as more equal distribution of income. And it's going to require that workers uh, adopt new ways of working and that businesses transform how business is done and use the technology uh, that's now becoming available. Now, as a, as an economist, why, you mentioned that you want more income equality. Why would that be important? Shouldn't the market just handle that on its own? Well, it will to some extent, um, and certainly to the extent that the technology, the digital technology today, this is, which is becoming widely deployed among large enterprises, Um, becomes more readily deployed among small and medium enterprises, uh, and the skills that uh, workers have uh, become of greater value and augment the technology, Um, over time that's going to continue to uh, grow the demand for labor and for the skills that workers have and uh, begin to equalize uh, a bit more the distribution of income. Uh, Help me visualize with that that looks like. So will there still be, you know, people running corner grocery stores? Uh, Will people have, I don't know, home factories with 3D printers where they make custom products uh, one at a time? What what does it look like? Well, think about small businesses, maybe uh, like a chain of restaurants. Uh Uh, To the extent that uh, restaurant uh, chains can better predict the demand for uh, menu items, for liquor that might be consumed, uh, they'll be in a better position to manage their businesses and meet the uh, needs of customers uh, and allow their, their teams, if you will, their wait staff, to be able to serve customers more effectively uh, and therefore be able to generate more income. So there's a technology that could make small business a less risky proposition is what you're saying? Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Improve the quality of service. Uh-huh. Uh, as well as to be able to understand the volume of business that's going to be anticipated. Now, is this something that is going to happen on its own? I mean, you work for IBM, so this is a company that's obviously selling automation products and AI products. Or does there have to be some sort of government-led industrial policy? 
Uh, well, certainly uh, having the appropriate government policies can help. Uh, in the U.S. today, we have a tax policy that's very favorable to investment in physical capital. Uh, but human capital is becoming increasingly important, which is taxed at a much higher rate. So being able to equalize tax rates on equipment as well as humans uh, will certainly benefit uh, the uh, development of human skills and increase um, the demand for mm -hmm. the, the skills of workers. So, so when you say the tax rate on human capital, you're talking about what, the, the payroll tax, the Social Security tax? Well, yeah, the, the marginal tax rate on equipment is about 5% because mm -hmm. of all of the various investment tax credits and other incentives that have been put in the law over the, over the past uh, few years. Uh, the, the marginal tax rate on human capital is 25%. So businesses are incented to invest in equipment, if you will, uh -huh. when what we really need is an equal investment, not, not a disinvestment in equipment, but an equal investment in the skills of humans. So what, so what taxes would have to change for that to happen? Well, there could be a series of incentives. Certainly, you, you, you mentioned the payroll tax. That is a, is a place where incentive can be created. But there are also opportunities for uh, subsidies and training programs and uh, being able to uh, support the efforts that uh, uh, businesses have to mm -hmm. invest in the training of their workers. Oh, so, so the government does have a role in that, you're saying, yeah, in funding training for Absolutely. people. And in the U.S., it's quite limited today, um, but we value the skills that workers have. Uh, and it's a place where we can uh, make a substantial investment going forward. Is there anybody uh, in in Washington D.C. who is proposing, you know, policy changes along the lines of what you recommend, so that this can actually be brought about? And uh, not that I've seen. Uh, <laughs> certainly, among economists, there's a recognition that uh, where we need to better equalize uh, the incentives that businesses face. But to really um, benefit and realize the um, stronger growth in years ahead, uh, we need to really have a significant change in the policy environment uh, and be able to realize uh, the gains that are possible. What does that look like? Does it look like uh, forgiving college tuition, for example, so that more people get higher education? Is it about more, more technical or vocation, vocational education with government help? So there certainly could be some of both. Certainly uh, a higher proportion of younger people who successfully complete college education. Uh -huh. A lot of the problem with uh, tuition uh, issues and uh, student loans is because students haven't been able to complete college programs. So we want to be able to make it easier for students not only to attend college but to complete college. And then there are skills, of course, that don't necessarily require college education. And that's a place where uh, we ought to be looking to continue to in invest in uh, the work of the future. And that's the point that I make in Breakthrough, a growth revolution, to outline the conditions that are necessary to realize these benefits. Martin Fleming is the author of Breakthrough, a growth revolution. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure.